Hello and welcome back to Centennial State Sports. My name is Luke. I'm going to be your host. And today we are going to break down the Colorado Buffaloes game against the Arizona State Sun Devils. So, coming into this game, CU did not score a single point for the last seven quarters. The last time that they scored a point was their touchdown against Texas A&M in the first quarter. So, coming into this game, they went seven scoreless quarters. Uh, in the first quarter, they didn't score. And then in the second quarter before halftime, they kicked the field goal and they got it. So, it's nice that that streak is done. That was a really bad streak of eight scoreless quarters. Um, but I like to say that that is history. So, um, from that, let's go to this team stats for the game. Um, the score was 35-13 to 13 ASU over the Buffaloes. Um, for CU, they had a total of 250 yards, 67 are passing, 183 on the ground, 4.1 yards per play. They had 18 first downs. They were 5 for 15 for third down, which is 33%. Um, they had 61 total plays, 6 punts, 8 penalties for 84 yards, and 28 minutes and 55 seconds of time of possession. For their, uh, for their opponents, excuse me, for their opponents, the Arizona State Sun Devils, uh, they had 439 total yards, 272 passing yards, uh, 167 were on the ground, and they had a whopping 7.4 yards per play. They had 25 first downs. They had 50% on third down efficiency, going 5 for 10. Uh, they had 4 punts, 7 penalties for 90 yards, and their time of possession was 31 minutes and 5 seconds. So, breaking down the game, the first quarter uh, was rough. Uh, once ASU went on top 7-0 um, with CU's struggling on offense, it just seemed like the game was over already. Um, I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of CU fans, you know, were thinking, man, you know, 7-0 and it's already a hill to climb. And it's sad to say, but it does feel like that. So then the second quarter came around. Um, ASU went up 14-0. And then finally, CU went down before half, and then they kicked the field goal and went into halftime, 14 to three. So, so I think that um, that field goal really turned the tide. I feel like that gave CU a life. You know, it's like man, we can actually move the ball. You know, except for it was three points, it was definitely something to cheer about. Then, what was surprising was. CU came out from halftime, got the ball, drove down the field, and scored a touchdown right away. And that really uh, surprised me. And I had a lot of CU fans saying, dang, this team can actually drive down the field and put a drive together and score. But um, ASU answered really fast. And in the fourth quarter, the Sun Devils got 14 points, and then CU only got three. So it was a, it was a rough game. It was a rough game for Buff fans. But... Uh, it was nice to see Lewis drive down the field uh, at the start of the third quarter. It's nice to see some field goals and progress in there. Getting shut out at home against Minnesota was rough, you know, so seeing some offense productive, you know, productiveness was was, was good. Um, but I'll say it once and I'll say it again. This team has a really good running, 
running attack. You know, Rossard uh, mixed with even Lewis if he wants to run, and Fontenot, and even some freshmen on the team. Um, this team can run the ball, and, and they can do it well. You can see it last year with Rossard. Uh, you know, he just ran over everyone. But the thing was with last year was Sam Neuer could throw the ball, and that was a threat. So this year with Brendan Lewis um, only getting 67 passing yards, no one's just taking him as a threat. So everyone's going to stack the box. And, you know, then that's how you get your two-yard gains on first down or, you know, one-yard gain on first down. And then now it's second and nine. If you try it again, it's a third and long, and then everyone knows you have to pass it. So um, I think that you need to pass it on first or second down, or both. And you need to get a passing game going because your running game is going to suffer if you can't get a passing game. Everyone knows you're going to run the ball because that's what you're good at because your freshman quarterback doesn't have the confidence in himself. And it doesn't even have to be a five or six yard pass on first down. If you get a three, four yard pass in second and seven, second and six, and if you run it for two, three yards, now it's third down to three. And now anything can happen. You can run it again. You can pass it again. Um, you're more, you have more options rather than a third and ten or third and twelve. You have to pass the ball. So um, I think that's the biggest thing for CU right now is um, they're being one-dimensional. You know, running on first, maybe even running on second. Now it's third and long. What do you think they're going to do now? You know, everyone in the stadium knows that you have to pass the ball now. And now even worse, when you're down by you know, 20 points and you run the ball on first down. Now you have to because A, the clock is against you and B, you have to score points. You have to get down the field fast. So even if you get a four or five yard carry here and there, it doesn't matter because you, you it, the clock is against you and you have to go down the fast. So um, I think that that is the huge thing. Um, we just need a quarterback that has confidence. And Lewis, you know, I, I like the guy a lot. But his youngness, it, you know, comes out, you know, when um, when he has pressure and he focuses on the pressure and his eyes get taken down the field, and then he, you know, then he's screwed. You know, he he doesn't think about pass anymore. Um, he just tries to get away, and then that's where he gets sacked. So he needs to have a time in his head to get rid of the ball, drop back. Man, that's not there. That's not there. Get outside the pocket and just throw it away. Or scramble. You know, he, I like him scrambling too. But he needs, to, he needs to have confidence in himself. He needs to know where his first, second, third read are if it is there and throw it away. And um, the best example, and I'll talk about this later, is Teddy. You know, watching watching the Broncos. You know, he's back there. He looks from one read, second read, third read, not there. And he'll scramble or he'll improvise or something. He knows he has to go at that point. And um, watching CU play and then watching Denver play is completely two aspects because of the quarterbacks. But um, that is my take for the game. Uh, we're going to break down some individual stats and then talk about next week. So um, passing was Brandon Lewis. He was 7 for 17 for 67 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, rushing, Fontenot, Alex Fontenot was lead carrier with 14 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Brennan Lewis was second with 10 carries, 39 yards. Uh, Jerick Broussard, excuse me, Broussard <clears throat> was 12 carries for 35 yards. Uh, Shaw Clayton Johnson had seven carries for 29 yards. And Brennan Rice, the wide receiver, had one carry for 15 yards. 
for receiving. Ty Robinson had one reception for 26 yards, which was the team. Demetrius Stanley had two receptions for 26 yards, and Brent Rice had two receptions for nine yards. Um, for defense, Nate Lamon had eight tackles, two assisted. Christian Gonzalez had five tackles, two assisted. And Mark Perry uh, was the third leading tackler with four tackles and four assisted. For kickoff return, Brent Rice had two returns for 37 yards. Demetrius Stanley for punt returns. Uh, had one for 10 yards, and Cole Becker was two for three. He was 66%, with 51 being the longest, and he contributed to seven points. And for punting, Josh Watts had six punts for 287 yards, 47.8 yards per punt. So not bad there. So overall, like what I was talking about, you know, Brandon Lewis, 67 yards for 17 attempts. You know, that needs to... Uh, needs to be better you know I'll take higher completions um, and more attempts and, and get more yards than that so with Fontenot getting 65 loose for 39 and Broussard for 35 yards that's not bad with no passing offense so um, get that passing game going and I guarantee those those rushing yards are going to go up so this week with USC coming to town this is the Buffalo's first pack 12 game this year at home um the usc trojans are coming this game as two and two um they beat san jose state on september 4th 30-7 they beat stanford 42 or excuse me stanford beat them 42 to 28 on the 11th of september um usc beat washington state 45 to 14 on the 18th of september and then last saturday um, Oregon State beat USC 45-27. to 27. So, this conference is uh, has no gimmies. You know, Arizona is probably the only one that you can say that, uh, you know, you can think, man, that might be a winnable, you know, look over them, which you shouldn't. Anyone can beat anyone. Um, because USC is supposed to be a good team, and they lost to Oregon State 45-27. to 27. They also lost to Stanford 42-28. to 28. But they beat Washington State 45 to 14. So, um, this team is beatable, especially at home at Folsom. I want to see Brendan Lewis. I said the same thing. I'm going to repeat it again. Um, I want to see Brendan Lewis get confident. I really do. I want to see him throw the ball around. And I want to see uh, I want to see him get more than 100 yards. <laughs> I know it's something sad to say but he i want him to throw over 100 yards and then i want to see that open up the run game you know i want to see the defense stay strong um and i want to see them get stronger with hopefully some offense offense uh product you know something that they can rely on so i want to see you know more than a touchdown I want to, I'm going to have the bar low, and if it exceeds, I'm going to be ecstatic. I want to see at least two touchdowns. I know they got one last week. I want to see it two touchdowns. I want to see 100 yards from Lewis, and I want to see the defense stay strong again. You know, I want, I want, I want them to do kind of, I want to see back at Texas A&M. I want to see them go at people. I want them to show USC, um, that they bounce back and that they're one and one in the Pac-12. So that's what I want to see this week. Um, they're more than capable of doing it. You know, USC uh, is is an up and down team. You know, they got they fired their head coach. Um, 
and this is the time to bounce back and then get some confidence with Arizona coming in, you know, beating Arizona at home the next following week with family, family day. And then um, CU has a, a tough road ahead of them. They have Cal, um, which is up and down, but then they have number three, Oregon, Oregon State, who just beat USC pretty handily, and then number 20, UCLA. And then Washington, who's up and down. They lost to Montana, but who knows? And then they finished their season against Utah. So they need to win this game. They need to win against Arizona. And then they need to try to win at least one or two of the next six games, which, you know, can can work. You know, if Lewis gets on, on track, this team could be good. It's just like Denver was a couple years ago or last year and the year before. If they have good quarterback play, they can be good. So that's what I want to see. I want to see all that and to see you win. I want to have a good conversation uh, next Saturday, next Sunday, and uh, talk about to see you win. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can read our articles on Centennial or Sense State Sports. Give me SenseStateSports.com. Um, check us our Facebook, uh, Insta, and all that stuff. Comment on our uh, Twitter. See if we can get you in. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.